Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host Hope Bill understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the third part episode of my rambling series. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and she shared with me that she is currently on a road trip. And I thought to myself, good for her, knowing what she has been through, issues in her life, I thought to myself, good for you. And when she shared this, however, I thought to myself, well, haven't I ever purposefully or intentionally planned a trip such as this? Some thoughts popped in my mind as maybe the reason why fear i don't think i deserve it not enough time not enough money where would i go who would i go with what would it be like to step outside of my now existence and just be (laughs) yeah i i thought i am going to plan a road trip and i got so excited you know, looking forward to planning this trip. I don't know where, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm going on a road trip. You know, last week I rambled on and on about discovering that although I have a disability, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. I don't need fixing. These two truths are coexisting. And just like a planned trip, I'm ready to stop waiting for someone to define my new norm. I could step back and wait for someone to plan a trip for me, but I want to be so involved in the planning, just like I want to be very involved in what the new buzzword out there is, the new norm, and not just step back and wait for someone to define that for me. Now, allowing my disability to coexist with I'm not broken, I don't need to be fixed, I'm discovering my new norm. Isn't that amazing? And it's part of God's plan for me. And I would say this, if you haven't already embraced this concept, it's for you as well. I'm reminded of a statement Paul made to the believers in Corinth and I'm going to get my Bible and I'm going to read that statement to you because I was 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 5 18 it says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We are new creatures. 
old things have passed away. That perfectly describes how I feel right now. I feel new, engaged. I don't feel detached from the disability. I think in some ways I try to feel very detached from it. And one of the things, you know, allowing the the truth, these two truths to coexist in me now, I don't have to excuse it away. I don't have to feel ashamed of it. I don't have to make excuses for it. I don't have to explain it. I just have to let it be. And I can now really fully engage in my emotional healing from believing that I was broken, that I needed fixing. This scripture says to me, I am a new creature. Old things, the old lies that I used to believe about myself, the old lies I believed about having a disability, the lies that I have believed, he says, are passed away. I am new in Christ. And not only that, this is the part that also sticks out for me. He says, all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation so as i become reconciled to christ as i reacquaint myself as i become one with him i have to also turn around as i am doing right now share that information with you and encourage you to embrace the truth found in god's word And then in turn, you do the same, and it becomes a very beautiful chain of events, how we become a part of his ministry to reconciling us to himself and to God. Now, the old person believed I had to live with this inherited fact that I have a disability meant something is wrong with me. Therefore, I need it to be fixed. And what is really interesting about this? If you think about what does fixing look like, well, it's different for everyone. So what I'm, I, I felt that I really needed to explain when I say that nothing is wrong with me, that I don't need fixing. I started thinking I probably need to flush that out and explain it better as I am getting better acquainted with what God is saying to me. And I want to say this too. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with a person that has dyslexia learning how to read or to write or to spell. I think we should. When the opportunity presents itself, if this is important to you, I think you should go for it. What I am saying and what I am learning is that the motivation behind improving a skill, you know, learning something new, is the problem. Because what we have been taught to think and believe is if we don't do those things, if we don't learn to read, if we don't learn to write, if we don't learn to spell correctly, then we need fixing. Something is wrong with us. We are flawed and that we don't measure up and we are less than. So what I'm encouraging you to do is rethink your motivation, rethink the reason why you want to learn a new skill and new skills for us, and, and what we have been taught, the most important skill we can learn is to learn how to read, to learn how to write. What's the motivation behind that? If you're doing it because, like the person who, to say for instance, there is someone that wants to learn Spanish, or someone wants to learn how to play a piano, 
what is their motivation behind it? Are they doing it because they think something is wrong with them, so they need to learn to play the piano? Are they doing it because they think something is wrong with them, so they want to learn Spanish? No, I don't think so. They're doing it because they want to learn a new skill. They want to learn. They want to use that skill to maybe they're going on a trip and they want to be more prepared for their trip. Maybe they they've always wanted to learn how to play the piano because they they love the music and it brings them pleasure and they want to give other people pleasure. If your reason for wanting to learn how to read, to write, to spell is because you believe you are broken, you're flawed, you don't measure up, you have no worth, you have no value, that is what I'm asking you to rethink. And here is what God is saying. Whether you learn to do all those things or not, I don't consider that being broken. I don't believe that you are broken because you don't know how to read. Now, if you want to know something that's crazy, I mean, I used to really believe that and I did not know that's what I was thinking. I didn't know that's how I felt about myself. I didn't know that what I have associated with reading and writing and spelling was so attached to my worth and my value. And it wasn't until a few days ago when the Lord dropped this in my mind, hope you're not broken. If you don't know how to read, you're not broken. If you can't write, you're not broken and you don't need fixing if you can't spell well. And I thought, what? You know, my dyslexia, <laughs> I have made a decision not to be ashamed of it. And this, this is a work in progress. You know, I have, I take it one day at a time. This is my, this is my theory. And I believe it's the truth. I believe it is based on the word of God. The Lord has only given me today to live. So today I choose not to be ashamed that I have dyslexia. I choose to believe that I am not broken because I can't read. I do not need fixing because I can't read. I choose to believe that. And what this has also done for me, it has given me the liberty, the freedom to explore other possibilities to engage in other things and not be so focused and so bent down and so bowed over trying to be something that I'm not. Well, my other thoughts were the truth has always been there. You know, you go back and, and you read Second Corinthians 5, 17, 18. The truth has always been there. It's been there in my face. It's been there all along. When I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I decided to give my life to Him and to walk with Him, the truth has always been there. I've always known this scripture. I am a new creature in Christ. But I've never applied it to my disability. And today, I do. Because it is the truth. <laughs> Oh my goodness, if we only if we would only allow ourselves to believe in the power of God's word, his transforming word, we would be so elated and amazed and in awe. It reminds me of you know of places in the word of God where you know people like Moses when he's told the truth about something, he falls on the ground and he worships. That what else do you do? 
you're just so enthralled and amazed by the word of God and the truth that it holds and the power that attends this truth and the authority that attends the truth and it's the the fact that it is so liberating to you worship you fall down you praise him you 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 stand there or, or on your face in amazement of who this God is and what he's doing in your life now my other thoughts are there's nowhere in God's ideal for me that has excluded dyslexia. And if for no other reason, it's a part of my experience. So that I could one day start a podcast, write a book, and put together a website for his glory. You know, yes, I have a disability. And my message now is I'm not broken, I'm not, I'm not flawed. I'm a whole person. I am a person who is profoundly loved by God, loved by people, family, and friends. I'm not missing anything other than what I have believed I could not do. What I will say is this. What does need to be addressed is the emotional scars we carry because we have believed and we have been told in our minds have been shaped to think that because we have a disability, we are flawed, we need fixing, we have no real value, we're not truly included. Listen, I want you to give yourself a break. I really highly recommend that you give yourself a break to step back and to rest in the truth found in God's Word. Now, whether you learn how to read or write or not, you are still profoundly loved, adored, thought well of by God. And if you walk away with only this, God loves you, period. It's like planning a road trip with God. You're excited. You are looking forward to it. It's an adventure. And guess what? <laughs> he has been planning this trip all along isn't that amazing he has been planning and looking forward to this trip all along let me tell you something i believe that god loves those aha moments when he see the light bulb go off in our heads when he downloads a truth in our brains and we light up and we get it i imagine the angels in heaven turning flips in heaven ah she got it she's got it i have found a hundred different ways to show her this truth and today she got it and god gets excited about that now on this road trip that we're taking with the lord there will be unexpected pleasures remember no matter how well thought out this plan is hey there may even be a flat tire or a storm on this trip I remember years ago, I was traveling from California to the other part of the United States. I mean, all across the state. This was a road trip. It was planned, but there was really nothing pleasurable about it because we, you know, plan any stops along the way. It was like, get to your destination as fast as you can. And honestly, everything was just a simple blur. But on the way... We ran into a snowstorm, and it was in New Mexico. We did not expect it, 
and we had to end up spending the night in Mexico so the roads were clear. This was totally unexpected. It was unexpected for those who lived in this part of New Mexico. So even though you plan perfectly, you do run into storms. I'm reminded also of a trip the Lord embarked on with his disciples. That's in Luke. Let me go there. That's in Luke 8, 22. And let's see here. And it says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of a lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And as they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. This story reminds me of a trip that God planned, the Lord Jesus planned. And he says, let us go over to the other side of the lake. He didn't say, I'm going to send you ahead. He didn't say, I'll meet you on the other side. He said, let us go together. And there are trips that the Lord will say to us, let us go together. Because there's another a place in the word of God. I don't remember where, where he tells them to get in the ship and he says you go ahead of me but in this particular case which is so precious to me he says let us go over together they get in the boat they head out jesus goes to sleep a storm comes up that's life i mean i used to think and and i don't know if you have the opportunity to read my book on dyslexia but i focus on this story because Sometimes we cry out to the Lord when we come across a word and when we're in a situation where dyslexia rears his ugly head. And, you know, it for me, those times I feel like I'm short circuiting. You know, it could be left, right. Which way do I go? I don't know my left or my right. It could be someone may actually read out loud or you want to do something, but you figure out that. It requires reading or writing, and so you feel very defeated. And so we cry out to the Lord and we accuse him. Don't you care that we perish? Don't you care that I don't know how to read? Don't you care that this thing limits me? Don't you care that I'm flawed and broken? Don't you care? And as the disciples, we go there. And it was the cry. It wasn't the storm that woke Jesus up. It was their cry. They're crying out to him. They woke him up. And so as he does in our experience, he stands up in our planned trip. And he speaks to the very issue that we are struggling with. You know, those of us who have bought the lie that we are broken. Once again, we do forget that Jesus is in the boat. We, we do at times accuse him of not being mindful that we believe we are broken because obviously he hasn't fixed us well maybe there's a reason why he hasn't fixed us 
Could it be that he doesn't consider us broken? Once again, he allowed us to have this disability. And if he doesn't consider us broken because we can't read or write or spell, then why do we buy into that lie? Let me make myself clear again. There is absolutely nothing wrong with learning those skills. But what is motivating you? Remember Psalms 139, and I think it's verse 14. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. That has to mean something. What needs to be addressed is our wounded places. Because we have believed the lie that if we don't master those skills, we are flawed. I think I've rambled long enough. And I think you get the point. Now, next week if I decide to ramble some more on this topic, I'm going to. <laughs> because remember... I'm processing this along with you. I don't, I have not arrived. This is still new to me. So you're just experiencing my journey, but I am just excited. And once again, a little scared at the same time, but I am determined to let those two truths coexist in me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I have a learning disability. I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't need fixing. I'm not broken because I do not know how to read. What needs to be addressed, what he is addressing and has always been addressing, is the emotional fallout for me believing the lie that I'm flawed because I have a disability. That is my point that I'm praying and hoping that you get. Okay, like I said, I've rambled long enough today. So I'm going to leave you with this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Your word tells us in Hebrews 4.16, we could come boldly before your throne of grace in our hour of need and obtain mercy. Well, this is our hour of need. Today is all we have. Tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday is a memory. We need you right now to instill in us, to convince us, to convict us of the truth that you don't see us broken because we don't know how to read where you see our brokenness is our belief that we are flawed because we don't know how to read that we are less than that we are not valued you profoundly love us the word tells us that your thoughts towards us are good and not evil you have an expected end for us we are precious in your sight I pray that everyone that's listening to this podcast know the truth. You love us profoundly, just the way we are. So thank you for allowing me the opportunity to ramble in your name. Thank you for being a part of this whole journey. Thank you for designing this journey. Thank you for this road trip that we're on that leads to the throne of grace. For I ask these things in your son's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.